Because faith comes through hearing the message of Christ, this sermon has been uploaded for you by Grace Unlimited, a ministry that functions out of Living Hope Church, Pretoria, South Africa. We want Jesus Christ to have first place in everything in our church. And we want to help you know and follow Jesus in all of life and to help others do the same. Find out more or download many more free sermons at graceunlimited.co.za or livinghopechurch.co.za. Sunday, we took some time to consider what you and I need if we're going to grow in godliness this year. And what all of us need is godly wisdom. Because the reality is, we come into this world as people who are not wise. We think we know what's best, but we don't. And even after we've come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, we can still lean on our own understanding. And we can go through life not having the truth of God's Word shape the way we make our decisions. Now if you start to spend time in God's Word, then you start to realize that the God we worship has perfect, infinite wisdom. Think of Job. Job, for example, was willing to admit that even as he was busy enduring this crazy time of affliction and suffering, which made no sense to him, He was still able to say, Job 12, 13, With God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. Daniel also came to see how God is a God of wisdom. God supernaturally revealed to him the meaning of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And he said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. Daniel 2, verse 20. In other words, our God is a God of wisdom. And God never faces a situation that He cannot handle or a problem that He cannot solve. But we do. Like all the time. We get to different crossroads in life and in our decisions and we are not sure which way we should go. You might even be someone that gets as many facts as you can before you decide, but you still need wisdom in knowing what to do with all that information. But God knows all the facts. He knows how to use every one of them to attain the perfect result. And that is why Paul called him the only wise God, Romans 16, 27. Because God is wisdom, and all other wisdom in this world is but a reflection of His. And if you want to get to know the God of wisdom and see it in action, then one thing you can do and must do is focus on the life of the God-man, Jesus Christ. We read in the Bible that as a boy, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Luke 2.52 When Jesus started His public ministry, He was teaching with such penetrating precision and authority that people looked at one another and said, Where did this man get his wisdom? Matthew 13, 54. 
He was able to communicate with the scribes and the Pharisees in such a way that he left them speechless. I mean, these guys had all the knowledge and were considered to be these smart guys, yet they were fools before the wisdom of Jesus. In other words, we get to see the wisdom of God when we take a closer look at Jesus. And nothing displays God's wisdom and demonstrates His glory more dramatically than when people like you and me, broken, weak fools, have been eternally forgiven and accepted by His grace all because of what Jesus has done. And so not only are we set free from a life of foolishness and selfishness through faith in Jesus Christ, but we also get the ability to grow in wisdom and godliness. You can grow to be wiser. And one of the things that Scripture makes very clear is that we need to get wisdom. Proverbs 4 verse 7 Solomon said, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, get wisdom. And back in Proverbs 1 verse 7, he already described what wisdom is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So think about it, if you're going through an unknown dark cave perhaps, you will put your trust in the guide who will lead you through the darkness, right? We need to be open to receiving and following God's wisdom and trust that He will not lead us astray and trust what He says is best. Therefore to fear Him is to submit ourselves to Him. To fear Him is to build your life on His wisdom. It's seeing life from God's perspective and responding accordingly. Therefore, we do not only need teachable spirits, like we said last week, but also a broken will, so that we can pursue His will instead. See, without the fear of the Lord, we too will despise wisdom and instruction. Without being in awe of God, we will be in awe of ourselves. And last week we saw that if, if, big if, if we are studying the Bible and making God's truth our treasure, if we are that a priority in our lives, then Proverbs 2 verse 5 said, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. But the question I have for us today is why? Why should I pursue wisdom like a treasure hunter and make studying the truth, listening to the truth, and praying about the truth a priority in my life? What are the benefits of finding this kind of wisdom for the person who has been saved from their sin? Why should I make the sacrifice like getting up early in the morning to read my Bible and pray? Why should I sacrifice potential income through my job on a Sunday so that I can sit under the teaching of God's Word? Why should I make the sacrifices to meet with other godly people in the church? Why should I make finding godly wisdom a priority in everything I do? And so today I want us to continue with our study of Proverbs chapter 2 and consider what are the benefits of...
tells us why we should do it. Sometimes you tell them to do something and they want to know why. Because if you explain to them why, rather than just, I told you so, then you make it easier for them to do what you have asked them to do. And if we understand the value or benefit of wisdom, the more eager we will be to endure to make every effort to find it. And so open up your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Today I don't have the words up on the screen because I want you to open up your Bibles and see it from God's Word yourself. And so we're going to read the whole chapter of Proverbs chapter 2 again to help us get the, the picture, the overall picture of the benefits of pursuing wisdom. So let us read together. Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the way of His saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity in every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness, who to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant with her God. For her house sinks down to death and her path to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the path of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the path of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. You see, the Christian life is not just about the perspective of this future blessing when Jesus comes back. God says that there are benefits to pursuing the treasure of God's wisdom now. There are benefits to the Christian life now. And I want to talk with you about three benefits of pursuing wisdom from the rest of Proverbs chapter 2. Three benefits of making every effort to get wisdom. And the first benefit of pursuing wisdom is better protection. This is verses 6 to 8. Better protection. If you're going to pursue godly wisdom this year, then you will benefit from God's protection. For the Lord gives wisdom, verse 6. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice 
and watching over the way of his saints. See, not only does these verses show us the true source of wisdom once again, but it also shows us how personal and close God is if we are walking in his wisdom. And God's wisdom is different from the, the world's wisdom. Because the thing with the world, worldly knowledge is that it often makes people proud. Worldly knowledge inspires people to become vain and self-conceited. It causes people to trust in themselves rather than recognizing that true wisdom and understanding comes from the mouth of God. And the thing is, there's no shortage of wisdom available for the one who will pursue it. Look at verse 7. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. In other words, it's like when you're hungry. What do we often do when we get hungry and we don't know what to eat? We go to the fridge, we open up the fridge and we see there's nothing really inside the fridge to eat. The supplies are running low. But we walk around the house a few minutes and we come back and guess what? We're standing in front of the fridge again. We open it up. Expecting something different the next time we open it up. But guess what? There's still nothing to eat inside the fridge. Now the opposite is true with God's supply of wisdom. If you open up the door of God's word, there's an infinite amount of wisdom in His possession, all treasured up in Jesus Christ, and it's out of His fullness of who He is that we are supplied. And the more you go back, the more you will find. And those who go to find that never-ending supply of wisdom will be protected by it. Look at all the safety words used here in verses 7 and 8. He's a shield, guarding, watching over. You see, God and His wisdom are like a, a firewall, our protection against the enemies of the world and our own sinful desires. Safety for those who are walking according to His truth. God's wisdom shields us against the evil influences of what wants to distract us and cause us to be foolish. We know that we have a, a spiritual enemy in the devil and we know that we find opposition even from the unbelieving world we live in. That's why in Colossians 4 verse 5 Paul says that we need to walk in wisdom towards outsiders. And if we are pursuing God's wisdom, then that wisdom will help us and shield us as we wrestle with what we should do in a different context, interacting with people who are not fearing the Lord. Because the enemy wants us to go down the wrong path, the selfish path, the foolish path, the path that leads to destruction. But God and His wisdom keeps you on the right track. We know that God's will for us, for example, is that we are to be truthful in everything. But once we are confronted with the choice of either bending the truth or confessing the truth to avoid getting in trouble, God's wisdom leads us to do what is right. The fear of the Lord leads us to do what is right. God's wisdom leads us on the path of justice. Because people who are pursuing wisdom come to realize that God is watching over them. He is leading them, as in Psalm 23, in ways of righteousness. Or as the psalmist says in Psalm 121, verses 5 to 8, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. 
The sun shall not strike you by day, the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming from this time forth and forevermore. You see, the person who is living their life in dependence on God not only recognizes that they are vulnerable to the distractions of life, but they also recognize that this vulnerability actually makes them more secure because it makes them more vigilant and more aware of their need for wisdom, knowing that they are living their lives before God, who is, his, who is our loving, protecting God who gives us oversight. Recently, my son went go-karting. And one of the things you see when these young boys go go-karting around the track, the first few laps, they are very, very careful. A little overwhelming to go in this car that can go faster and faster. But the more time they went around, the more they grew in confidence. And the faster they went. But they needed to go slow at first. They needed to be cautious. And the same is with us as we pursue wisdom. We recognize that we need God's wisdom. And the more we grow in confidence of God's oversight and His leading in our lives, the more confident we are to live our lives for His glory. Knowing that He is for us, no matter what situation we face. That He's there for us in the dark times. He is there for us in the various crossroads of life. And just because we had a bad week doesn't mean He doesn't care or He doesn't want to protect us anymore. God is not saying, if you seek me, I will love you more. What God is saying is that if you seek Him, you will find Him for all that He's worth, and you can know God in practical ways that will help you and guard you. Because God is leading the righteous down the path of holiness and joy. Because His wisdom is guarding us and guiding us. And the weapons of evil cannot penetrate the wisdom and protection of God. I mean, it's like having the conviction that I need to be in a Bible teaching church. Having that conviction guards me from going to places and listening to people where Christ is not at the center. Where I'm not being challenged to change. And that conviction comes from pursuing God and His truth, pursuing His wisdom. That conviction then shapes the way I make my decisions. And so why do I want to pursue wisdom this year? Well, first, because it gives me better protection. The second benefit of pursuing godly wisdom is it gives us better judgment. Better judgment. In other words, people who are seeking God's wisdom will grow to have better judgment. And in verses 9 to 11, we see that our God's wisdom will help us to have better judgment in discerning what is good and what is right, the right thing to do, no matter what circumstance you're in. Verse 9, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you, understanding will guard you. You see, God is able to give our hearts a new taste and a a new instinct toward wisdom. In other words, the 
to enjoy the benefits of wisdom and have better discernment than the choices that you are faced with, we need God to do a transforming work in our hearts. If you pursue wisdom, God is saying that all this new understanding and knowledge that you find in Him will be pleasant to your soul. And because you find so much delight in God, His Word and His truth help you to mature in knowing what the right thing is to do and what you should avoid. If you want to be a better husband and leader of your family that is able to discern what is the right thing to do that will bring God the most glory for your family, pursue wisdom. If you want to get out of financial debt, pursue wisdom. If you want to be a wife that has her priorities straight, pursue wisdom. If you want to know how much TV you should watch or shouldn't watch, pursue wisdom. If you want to know if working extra hours is good or not, pursue wisdom. If you want to be able to figure out whether you should change your job or not, pursue wisdom. If you want to discern what kind of person you want to be that is worth marrying, pursue wisdom. If you want to know how you should relate to a brother and sister from a different culture or context, pursue wisdom. If you want to know how to deal with your physical suffering, pursue wisdom. Because the benefit of pursuing wisdom is that not only will you grow in discerning your own desires and God's desires for you, but what God said is good for you will be something that makes your heart full of joy. In other words, doing what God says is not so much, do I really have to do this kind of attitude, but having a soul that has tasted the pleasantness of wisdom, which says, I get to do this and I want to do this. Because I want to do it well, because I understand that this is wisdom that comes from God. The prophet Jeremiah found the word of God and it was like he ate from God's unending supply and it was to him the joy of his heart. Jeremiah 15.6 Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Can you say the same? And how do we know if we are growing in better judgment and discernment? Well, it's when the sweetness of God's truth becomes more precious to us than the bitterness of our sin. In other words, when the commands and principles of God's Word taste better and sweeter to you than your own sinful desires, and you find true joy in doing what God says, even when it's hard. But not only does the joy of God's wisdom help us to make better decisions, it also helps us to grow in better judgment to avoid what is evil. Rest of verse 12, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, for who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil, and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. See, when we are pursuing wisdom, we will become better at figuring out what other people are saying and if we should follow their example or not. Specifically, we see that God's wisdom helps us to avoid people of perverted speech. Because these kinds of people can start saying things about other people and we can easily be tempted to join them in those kinds of conversations, right? 
Isn't that what James also warns us about? Talking about the tongue, James 3 verse 8. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Wisdom helps us to avoid that kind of evil. To avoid joining other people who find pleasure in doing what is wrong. Because think, perhaps you are invited to go out to dinner with people from work or another group, and, and they want you to go to the pub around the corner. But you know there's a very good chance that all that's going to happen is that people are going to end up speaking in perverse ways and drink way too much. But you feel this tension that you want to build relationships at work. You don't want to miss out on all the relationship building that's going to happen. So what do you do? In your insecurity, you might feel that you want to be included. But perhaps if you take that step, it might start you off on a path to go further away from Christ. You might pursue wanting to be in and cool, but you end up being more like a fool whose heart starts to love darkness. Biblical wisdom helps us to discern and have better judgment in moments like these. And I like the word delivering you. Delivering you. Because it's like you are caught. Caught between these competing desires. And you need to be rescued from that moment. Wisdom can set you free. Wisdom can set you free to make the choices that honor God. And I like how one man says it. He says, among these pests of men, none are such virulent pests of everything that is good as those that once made a profession of religion but have left the way of uprightness to walk in those miserable and gloomy paths which begin in the darkness of the mind and end in the darkness of hell. And so the more we love the truth of God, the more we will grow in discerning what is evil, to be able to avoid those who seek to lure us away from God. Because the same is true with purity, right? Pursuing wisdom gives you better judgment and discernment to help guard your purity. Verses 16 to 19. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman. From the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant with her God. For her house sings down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. You see, again, we are called to watch out for the smooth words of the person who wants to lure us away from what is godly and pure. And you kind of get the sense that there's a kind of scenario being described in these verses. Because when a married woman, for example, says to another man, you make me feel alive again, then she has forsaken the man that she fell in love with originally, and she has forgotten her covenant with Christ. You notice that in verse 17. But can you see that this can even be a person who has gone to church? Someone that knows that they had a covenant before. And this person is offering, offering you their love. And maybe because your marriage is not where it should be, their words sound attractive to you. They sound smooth. And verses 18 and 19 then describe to us 
that there is no such thing as just a one-night stand. There is no such thing as it being just this once-off moment of, of kind of stumbling, where you try to convince yourself it won't happen again, because those things can get very complicated very quickly. For a house sinks down to death, and her path to the, the departed. None who go to her come back. None, nor do they grow, regain the pause of life. You see, it's when we lose sight of what is pure and good, that what the world makes so common and normal, that even becomes normal in the church. But perhaps the, the smooth words are coming through a computer screen where you start to convince yourself that it's not such a big deal. And you find yourself going back to find satisfaction for your sexual desires to what is easily accessible through just a few clicks. And you don't even see that what you are busy sinking down into is death by entering that world of perverseness. And so what sobering words from verse 19? None who go to her come back. As one man says, her house full of pestilence of sin and it will affect everyone that enters. The mind is darkened. The conscience is deadened. And all your affections are by uncleanness sunk into sensuality. That is why we need nothing less than the Almighty Savior to rescue us from the bondage of sexual sin. And we need His wisdom to help us in all of these moments. Because wisdom says what? Run. Wisdom says run. 1 Corinthians 6.18, Paul writes to the church and he says, Flee from sexual immorality. Run to your wife or to your husband and give them your heart. Run to Jesus and ask Him to renew your mind. Run to Jesus to find wisdom to help you be radical in the way you fight against sexual sin and how you fight for what is pure. Run to find accountability from others in your life. Run to confess what you are struggling with and find help today. See, wisdom gives you better judgment to not confuse and entertain attention from someone else that you should not be entertaining. And to be honest with yourself about your own desires of your flesh. And then you take those desires to the foot of the cross. To see them in light of what Christ has done for you. Because overall, pursuing wisdom makes me someone with better judgment that has better theology. Theology that is changing the way I live my life and giving me confidence to know that what I'm doing is sound. What I'm doing honors Jesus. Because we have seen thus far that with God and His wisdom you have better protection and better judgment. But finally, if you are going to pursue godly wisdom this year, then you will benefit from better friendships. Better friendships. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. If you're going to pursue wisdom this year, then you will be drawn to other people who are also walking in godliness. 
Because not only should we not walk with the wicked and avoid that in our lives, one of the benefits is we should be looking to walk with the righteous. Because you can either be walking with those who are on the broad path that leads to destruction, or you could be walking with those who are on the narrow path. The path that leads to eternal life. I mean, look at the kind of company we can have as when we are pursuing wisdom, the good, the righteous, the upright, those with integrity. In other words, you will experience a blessed life because together you will inhabit the land. Which is a way of saying that pursuing wisdom and having these kinds of people in your life, and by pursuing righteousness together and holding on to the promises of God together, you will inhabit the land of fruitfulness. Whereas one commentator says, they shall enjoy a long and prosperous life. As far as it is of their real advantage, and that the good land which God bestowed on His people, and shall, even when they are dead, possess it and in the person of their posterity, who are blessed for their sakes. In other words, walking with the righteous and inhabiting the land is something that will be a blessing not only to you, but your children. Solomon said in Proverbs 8 verse 18, Riches and honor are with me in doing wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness and the path of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. You see, Solomon experienced great wealth and benefits because of him walking and asking, walking in righteousness and asking for wisdom. And the reality is that a tsunami of sin is slamming us and we are all suffering because of it. And sometimes that suffering is our own fault. Because of the foolish decisions we make. But other times you might be suffering because you are actually pursuing the path of righteousness. And we have a great encouragement here to pursue wisdom because we recognize that this world is not the final world. Even though we can experience the great blessing now because of pursuing wisdom, we know that there is a world coming where everything will be good and perfect and righteous. But the thing is, for the wicked, this world is their heaven. And in the end, they will be cut off and rooted out and misery will be the length of their days. And if you don't want to, that to be true of you, then Jesus is saying, come to me. I am the one who is able to restore you out of your past failures. I am the one who can defend you, shield you, guard you. I am the one that can guard you and shield you and give you better judgment now, which causes you to walk on the path of eternal life. My wisdom will enter your heart and give you a kind of joy that helps you know how blessed you are. That helps you steer clear of the smooth words of perversion. That helps you attract other godly friends. Proverbs 13.20 Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Who are you walking with? And what path are you walking on? 
the one who pursues Jesus and walks with Jesus will become more like Jesus. And that is the path of wisdom. Do you see the benefits of being a Christian? Do you see the benefit as the world and the devil fires its darts that Jesus Christ is standing over you, being pierced for you, for all your foolishness, so that you can taste of this wisdom? That you can go back to the never-ending supply of God's gracious wisdom. And so why would we waste one more day not to try and find it? And so let's pray that God helps us to do that this year. Father God, we thank you so much for our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the, the beautiful encouragement and reminder we see today that there's so many benefits of pursuing wisdom. The benefit of your sovereign protection. The way your truth shapes our minds and our hearts that leads us to make wise choices when confronted with evil. Better judgment and discernment to know and to recognize what's going on in my heart and what I see in front of me to be able to make the wise choice. To see as we pursue wisdom and walk on the path of righteousness that we are not walking alone. And so, Father, help us as we pursue wisdom this year. Help all of us fear you. Help all of us humble ourselves before who you really are. The God is ready to supply us with wisdom. And so help us not to be proud and think we don't need it. Help us to come to you humbly and ask for it. And help us to pursue it together this year. To be the kind of church that is linking arms and making wise choices that glorify you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we are not alone. That we can make sense of life because of your word and your truth. Knowing that you guard us and you shield us. Through what Christ has done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.